Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So uh, jumping into the early stages of this game, guys, the tale is old as time. Lately, the the power play struggled in the first period. And if you're not going to score on a power play, make sure it doesn't lose your momentum. And... Um, in this situation, the Bruins had a couple of power plays to start the game, and after their second failed conversion, um, Columbus came down and scored, made it one nothing. Second period, uh, was it Lane Peterson, Scott? That's the kid's name, who high stick Bergeron. They they call high sticks some you know cross check in the face. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say it was the most malicious thing I've ever seen. I, I mean, it, but it was definitely at the bare minimum a four minute penalty. Um, they call it a five. They review it. They reduce it to a two-minute minor. I don't. It, Bergeron was bleeding. I think it's pretty objective that that's a four-minute double minor well, in the NHL. And, and this and this is a really stupid thing that the NHL has to fix because you can't review a major and turn it into a four-minute double minor. Like you can only either uphold the five minutes, reduce it to two, or wipe it out completely. I didn't know so that. That is stupid. It, it's so dumb. Okay. that ex- well, He's bleeding. Yeah. Well, that ex- So that would make it four minutes. Like, that's just by rule. So that, But that explains why myself and probably every other Bruins fan watching was like, well, how do you go from a five to a two? So that mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So that explains it. And that's not even the explanation that they gave Montgomery. They gave him the explanation that Bergeron's own stick was the stick that hit him in the ear. So, like, he got his cross-checked into his head. Yeah, which, which, by the way, Montgomery agreed with. He said that it actually was the right call. So he yeah. must have seen, he must have seen a good enough angle when he went back and looked at the replay. So, either well, either way, I think they they could have upheld it, and it it you know they they could have been right to do that as well, especially. Um, if you look at what happened as a result of them not calling it a five-minute major, Lane Peterson gets knocked out of the game because there's a certain level of justice that someone else has to seek, and it's Trent Frederick, and it's a, a brawl off the face-off, like a, a planned fight off the face-off. So sometimes when you reduce stuff like that, you run the risk of things getting policed on their own i mean maybe it would have happened anyway with frederick but it kind of left him or the bruins in general no choice besides to stick up for their captain and and kind of get him get uh peterson in some other kind of way that's a great point for that you see that you see that happen uh, on occasion in the nhl where you know refs get something wrong and and uh 
they open the door for retribution and retaliation and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, they, if they if they were to uphold that original call, which nobody would have had a problem with, maybe outside of the the uh, the Columbus player in their bench, then yeah, then then you know maybe you can keep the game between the lines. But um, as it as it happens, they they reduce it to two. Well, and the yeah. Bruins, yeah. Scott, you have something to say? Well, and and you start on the. Yeah, you saw it on the Carlo hit, too, where he gets hit from behind. There's no call, and Carlo gets up and tries to fight Boone Jenner. Now, it wasn't really much of a fight, but if there's an arm up for a pretty obvious hit from behind, then he doesn't have to do that. So I think the refs really had much control at all tonight. Nah, they sucked tonight. They, they, were, <laughs> they, they, they were brutal. I mean... Um... Well, the wave off on the... Second, what would have been Bertuzzi's second goal, um, that the explanation wasn't really super clear about. Um, now, I thought maybe he kicked it in. I, they never said they, you know, whether or not it was they thought the puck was dead or or what was going on with that. But um, it's another goal called back for Bertuzzi, so that was kind of a little bit of a controversy as well. Well. The good news is he got a goal before that, his first goal, which was on that original power play we were talking about. So that unit was was McAvoy, Bertuzzi, Pasternak, Krejci, and Pablo Zaka. Now, I thought they looked pretty good guys for a lot of stretches that they've been together as a unit. I still think that entries were an issue at times for both the units out there. But what did you guys make of of that unit and then the unit of Orloff, Lindholm, Marshan, Bergeron, and – brusque um they, they're kind of they're kind of do you f- i know they're trying to get the power play out of a funk in doing so do you feel like there's too many moving parts personnel wise going into the last seven games of the season it's kind of like it kind of feels like training camp in a sense where they're trying all these different combinations but don't look now but like you got like seven games left before the playoffs start so it, how do you feel about all this right now yeah, I feel like this was kind of the hybrid solution where it gives them a chance to try something a little different without totally blowing it up. Um, so they started doing this in practice earlier this week where Pasternak and Orlov have basically become interchangeable. And as Montgomery explains it, the idea is that Pasternak's going to start every power play. So you, obviously, usually if the Marshan Bergeron DeBrusque line was the line that draws the power play. Then, you know, the second unit starts. That means Pasternak sits with Marshan Bergeron and DeBrusque. Well, Pasternak wasn't out just out there on the ice because he's not on that line. So, you know, Montgomery now wants to get Pasternak out with the, you know, he's calling it the check unit now with Krejci, Zaka, obviously his usual line mates. Um, and then Orlov gets a shift on, you know, what is, I guess, the de facto top unit. But I feel like that's almost switching now where it's like, really, the top unit is whichever one Pasternak is on. And that's going to be the one that starts unless Pasternak's exhausted. So I do find that, you know, a little interesting because it's like, it's really only one switch. It's one player, you know, Pasternak for Orlov but it almost completely changes which one's the top unit. So 
um, it, it can work. Like it can be beneficial because that, that whole top unit has really been struggling for a while now. So, you know, you, you can kind of do this where it's like, you're not telling those guys, Hey, we're demoting you to the second unit. But at times it in practice might like, that might be what happens is that Bergeron, Marchand, DeBrusque, Lindholm unit ends up being like the second unit. Like they might be the ones who only get, you know, 45 seconds on a two minute power play or something, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world because there have definitely been stretches where that second unit has looked better. So, and, and they're the ones who scored tonight. Yeah. And maybe it creates that kind of comp- competition and that like extra added chip to maybe help that Bergeron, Marshawn, DeBrusque unit try to regain their normal top spot. Um, to answer your question, the the obvious answer, Brian, is that they, of course, would like to be uh, at a point where their power play isn't so jumbled up uh, heading into the playoffs with seven games left in the season. Um, they would have liked to have solved some of the problems already that um, – they have been trying to work out and Montgomery said that uh, it was he he liked the effort um on the power play tonight I think that Pavel Zaka is a very underrated player on the power play um in general I feel like he's not talked about a lot and that he's a good penalty killer um and he has sparked the power play he's the one who sets up that Bertuzzi power play goal with a really like quick turn and using his legs he's He's fast, you know, he has that dangerous shot and he's also a good playmaker. So um, to just give him credit and and his, what he brings to the power play, um, you saw it on display today. I mean, don't look now, but I would say for the last little stretch here, Zach has been better in the bumper spot than Patrice Bergeron has. Yeah, he has. And I would like, you know, you're not really allowed to say that. You're not allowed to be to even remotely criticize Patrice Bergeron. And he's obviously been it's great in the bumper. Yeah, it, like he's obviously been great in the bumper throughout his career. But for for a little bit now, I think Zach has been a lot more active and has made more things happen from that spot. Well, I mean, to that point, like, Scott, when we were talking last episode about just some of the power play struggles and personnel changes or potential changes, I was going to go to this place and I just didn't. And but now that you kind of open the door a little bit, like uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Bergeron and Marchand are two of the best players on the team, obviously. But I guess my question to you guys is like, this team is inc- is incredibly deep, and it's not an insult to anybody to to ask the question like, like right now as it stands, is is Marchand or Marchand and Bergeron like are, are they have they done enough in the last third of the season, Scott? on a power play to, to, to warrant that they are the obvious first guys over the boards when a power play starts, like, like, could, could they be on a, on a second unit? Like, I don't know. I just watch and I, and I, and I know there's probably people, you know, ripping their, their headphones out of their ears right now listening to this, but it's, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself the question, like, is, cause what you just talked about with Zaka and the bumper is true. I also feel like Zaka has been better on zone entries and most, most power play forwards have been for quite some time. Um, I think he's, he's quick. He's got, he's got good long strides. I just feel like, I feel like when Marshan is in 
on the power play and he's in, and he's on the he's on he's on the boards because he is so limited in the zone where he's supposed to go goal line blue line circle whatever like i just feel like people close on him cuz he's he doesn't have the room to utilize the whole to hold the whole zone and because he's not the biggest guy i just feel like defensemen and penalty killers with longer sticks they just they cave on him and you just you see marshan just kind of like he, it looks like he's stick handling in a phone booth because he just, he just runs out of room. Whereas on five on five, and even four, five on four, he 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 uses the whole ice. But when for some reason on the penalty, on the power play, it, he just seems really small when he when he usually plays really big for his stature. And and so I guess what I'm asking you guys is like, is it really is it is it blasphemy to 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 say like, well, could you have a first unit with? McAvoy and Pasternak and Bertuzzi and Zaka and Krejci. Like, what's so what's so bad about? What, why is that so, you know, uh, crazy to say? It's not like it's not like Bergeron and Martian have been lighting it up on the power play this year. So I'm going to ask the question now that we're going into the playoffs. And it's not damning the players; they can still get their their 45 seconds on the second unit and keep them fresh for five on five. I mean, if the, if a guy's going, put him out there. But right now, like if Martian's get if Martian scores a hat trick in a game and he's you can just tell he's feeling it and he can do whatever he wants, put him out there. But right now they're kind of fighting it, so I just I don't know if you should really force it. And I think with these new look units, you're kind of seeing them maybe starting to acknowledge, maybe go for some even looks here on, on both units. Yeah, I I don't think it's blasphemous at all, and I think you know kind of to what I was talking about, like it's why it's such a sort of savvy move what Montgomery and John Gruden have done here with this little, you know, Pasenak flip. Oh, we just, you know, we want him to start every power play. Well, the effect of what that does is, you know, if the unit he's starting with is Krejci, Zaka, Bertuzzi and McAvoy, well, that, that unit's going to get the bulk of the power play time. Like that, you know, it's not like, they're gonna be like, okay, everyone else change off at 40 seconds. We gotta get Bergeron and Martian. They're like, no, like if they're in the zone and creating chances, then they're gonna stay out there. Um, you know, until the minute mark or a little after that. So I think, you know, this is sort of a way to give that unit some looks as a potential top unit without directly playing Bergeron and Marchand or announcing to the public that they've been demoted to the second unit um, because now you, you can give this some run. You can test it over these, you know, now final seven games, but starting tonight, final eight. And if that, the, the check unit with that line and Bertuzzi and McAvoy, if they look better down the stretch, then going into the playoffs, you can, you can go to Bergeron and Marsha and have an honest conversation and say, Hey, you know, we still trust you guys. We love you. We believe in you to break out of this, but right now this unit's hotter and they've scored a few goals and it's the playoffs and we need to ride the hot hand. And at the end of the day, you know that they don't, they don't take it all that hard because it's just about what works to, you know, to get the puck in the back of the net. And I do like something else that you said there, Brian, which was, um, it, is it really the worst idea to, get them a little bit more rest. Like Marshawn has talked about um, maybe overdoing shifts, certain games. Bergeron is obviously one of the older guys on the team. I don't think it's a horrible idea at all to give them less time on the power play and let them, you know, 
use their energy five on five or where we like, like we mentioned already, we're at the point in the season where load management is a thing. Um, and it would never hurt to give those guys a little bit of extra rest. I don't think so. I, I think for a lot of reasons, the identity of those players and, and the team kind of just allows for Montgomery to do those things. And it was smart. It, it is smart what he's tried to do. Um, and you see once again, the addition of, Bertuzzi and, and why the Bruins targeted him because he can um, try to add a spark. Obviously, his luck has been pretty bad, um, more so than other guys. You see how close he's come on other occasions. But um, yeah, no, I, I think the power play is, you know, it's been a concern, but not to the point where it's going to lose you a series. Like, they're still good enough on the power play to. Uh, you know, stay, stay afloat. I will say that going back a few minutes now to something you said, Brian, which was um, that in the first period, they end that power play and a few seconds later, uh, the, the goals in the back of the net. Uh, I honestly thought it was a shorthanded goal, but it was like two or three seconds after it ended. But Roslovic, that was the Roslovic goal. That was the one goal that Columbus scored was, right after the power play. And that's the one thing you can't do is have your momentum diminish after, after your power plays, they saw that letdown happen. Uh, once in the game, they were able to score a power play goal later. Um, they're just inconsistent would probably be the best way to describe their power play. And that's obviously not ideal, but it's not, it's still not the end of the world. Um, they have other ways to score. They have other ways to add, energy to the game, I guess. Um, so it's not a hundred percent, uh, negative, I guess it's kind of goes back and forth. Well, but I would say, you know, the one problem, like you can say like, Oh, you know, just break even on special teams or whatever, which by the way, they haven't even done that over the last third of the season before Thursday night, they were a minus three net on special teams over the last 27 games. And that was with their penalty st- penalty kill still remaining very good. But the other problem with not scoring on the power play, and I feel like we've seen this a little bit more recently, either intentionally or, I don't know, maybe subconsciously or something, but if you can't score on the power play, teams are going to be more physical with you and aren't going to be... Um, like, like aren't going to be as worried about crossing the line and taking a penalty because they know like, yeah, well, Bruins don't score on the power play. So whatever, we'll kill the two minutes. And I feel like their power play has such high potential. You still wouldn't want to fuck with that. I don't know. I mean, second worst power play over the last two months in the league. Like I I don't don't really think they're scaring too many teams right now. Not the way they've been playing They're, I mean, they're cold but they still have so much talent out there on the power play that have been able to do it in the past. Like Marshawn and Bergeron are guys that could wake up on the power play at any given time. So I don't think you want to take a penalty against the Bruins uh, just because you think, you know, Oh, they're, they're kind of in a slump. I don't think this, I don't think it's going to last forever that, Bergeron and Marshawn can't find a way to click. Even DeBrusque, too. DeBrusque has been a really good power play guy in the past as well. I think I wouldn't want to mess around with it either. I I understand what you're saying. Um, It's less of a risk when you see them not 
being able to put you away on the power play. Um, discipline maybe isn't as much of an emphasis, but I just feel like they're quiet right now, but you don't want to mess with it. So I think we're all in agreement that we're just going to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks with the power play and, and not be afraid of uh, hurting feelings and whatnot. It just, it's just, it's the way that it is. I mean, I think, I think in particular in the power play, like with zone entries, I just feel like, and not that Krejci is, but Bergeron, you know, his game is in speed right now. It's like, you know, if, if he wants to draw and they can set up in the ozone, you know, he's great where he is in the bumper and stuff like that and, and, and whatnot. But when, when, when the puck goes down 200 feet and you got to rely on Bergeron on zone entries and Marshan, who, like I said, he gets closed in on quickly and tends to do too much of the blue line. Like, I don't know. I just feel like these guys, it's just, I'm not saying not to give them power play time. Obviously get them out on the PP. And if there's an extra attacker, they're on the ice every time. I'm just saying, Maybe look for something different here. It hasn't been working. And, you know, it's – they've been – they're Hall of Fame Bruins. They always will be. They're going to be continue to be out this year. But right now, I think they, they just need a little bit more speed, a little bit more decision-making and, and conviction in some of the plays out there. Like Bertuzzi, he's making he, he's making passes with confidence. He was part of a pretty good power play in Detroit with Larkin and Mort Sider and Mason Raymond, and they kind of had some confidence over there. And, um, you know, Zaka's playing with confidence and, and – I don't know. I just, I just feel like Bergeron, Marshan, and Pasternak on the power play. I feel like they've just been, they've been together so long on that unit. I feel like opponents are figuring them out. I feel like the players themselves are a little complacent, knowing who they're out there with. I just feel like a little mixing the bag up might be good for everybody. 